Welcome to another episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure, a pop culture show where no one feels guilty for what gives them pleasure. This day episode post will be my birthday, and by then I'll have already treated myself to about 100 things under the claim of my birthday, but it's really just standard Libra behavior all year long. It's also the 10th birthday of the movie Pitch Perfect, which is the subject of this week's episode. My friend Carly, who you've gotten to know through the Sweetest Thing and Charlie's Angels episodes, joins me, but we also invited her friend Cameron, who is a musical theater graduate and has a lot of thoughts on the movie as well. When this movie came out, acapella still wasn't so mainstream and probably a few people felt guilty about their love of it. And today it's only been a decade, but this movie feels like it's from another universe because of how quickly the world has changed since then. We rank our favorite musical sequences, confirm siding with Aubrey more than Becca upon our rewatch in the 30s, and how this movie launched a thousand stars, or maybe five to ten. Thank you for listening, and in honor of my birthday, I will be posting on my Instagram stories and the episode's post caption links to grassroots organizations supporting those affected by Hurricane Fiona in Puerto Rico. For those of you who don't know, my mom is originally from Puerto Rico, and I grew up there for several years as a kid. It is the most special place in my heart, and the people there deserve so much better than what they've been dealing with since the last catastrophic hurricane in 2017. My birthday wish is for anyone who listens to this episode to please donate, even if it's just 5 or $10 to these funds, where local citizens are support- supporting local citizens directly. Also, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify, as well as follow me on Instagram or Twitter at N-O-G-P underscore pod pod enjoy the show hi there welcome to barton university here's your official be you rape whistle don't blow it unless it's actually happening hi any interest in joining our music group whenever you're ready dude oh not a dude we sing songs without any instruments it's all from our mouths yikes Sorry, I don't even sing. What's your name? Fat Amy. You call yourself Fat Amy? Yeah, so trick bitches like you don't do it behind my back. Oh my god! You can sing! You have to join the Bellas. I can't concentrate until you cover your junk. I'm not leaving here until you sing. Bulletproof, fire away, fire away. You have a lovely voice. Thanks. The bad boys of acapella have just gotten better. You girls are awesome. Lee Horrible, I hate you. Kill yourselves. Girl powers. This is a list of all of the songs that we have ever performed. There's nothing from this century on here. It's not enough to be good. We need to be different. Our goal is to get to the finals. How are we paying for regionals? A bikini car wash is definitely out of the question. No, Aubrey, I'm like super good at bikini car washes. There will be no more wasting time with school or boyfriends. Can I trust you will add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running. Are you guys getting ready for the riff-off? What's a riff-off? Shorty, get down, good lord. Strictly bitch, you don't play around. Cover much ground, got game by the pound. I like the way you work, No digging. I got a bag Remix this business. What boring estrogen filled set have you prepared for us? Hey, Amy! I just ain't shot! 
Yeah. You guys are going to get pitch slapped so hard, your man boobs are going to concave. I like the way you work. I have a feeling we should kiss. I sometimes have a feeling I can do. So this week we have our second three-peat guest, Carly Hampton. But she knew she couldn't come along because I'm sick of her. So she brought her home. <laughs> her friend Cameron, do you want to explain how you two know each other? It's a long relationship. It's a beautiful relationship. I, don't point at him. <laughs> I feel like you have to do that. Yeah, no, Carly, you've got to explain. Yeah, co-host, Carly, co-host. Cameron and I met in a uh, queer sports league um, when we were all living in Richmond. And um, I realized how much I wanted to be friends with him when he started talking about like, about like movies and Marvel and all these like (laughs) things I I had built up inside of me that I wanted to talk about with people. (laughs) And then I think it was like something you were wearing that day that I was just like, I don't know. But then I like reached out and I was like, Hey, do you, do you want, do you want to go see this movie with me? And he was like, tell me when and where. (laughs) (laughs) Then it was, um, then it was just love from then on. And we lived with each other for, uh, about a year and it was the best rooming situation I like could have hoped for. I can't believe it was not like either just over or not even a year. Like it felt like so much longer than that in a good way like so much happened we were cherishing every moment together (laughs) like Cameron Cameron um and and his partner James like we we uh like they introduced me to Game of Thrones and like we like sat there and binge watched it before the final season (laughs) that's where I diverge (laughs) and like we would go to like the the Marvel um like movie premieres like the night of we're like okay this one's coming out which theater are we going to? Yep. Yeah, it was, I, I got you into Game of Thrones just in time for it to end <laughs> terribly. But now there's House of the Dragon, so. That's true. I haven't watched, I need to uh, watch last week's. Ah, come on. Oh, we all uh, bonded like over friends quotes and like friends quotes. being able to pick up a reference very specific references that like not normal people would <laughs> no can I tell you, I think it was the first movie we saw together where we were getting we were like getting concessions or whatever and I was like hey oh hey, hey oh, yo and like suddenly you knew what that was and that took me completely by surprise um for anyone who doesn't know that's a very specific family guy quote like I don't it is not like part of the family guy lexicon, but it's just... so that's how Carly and I know each other, which I think was the original question. Oh, right. I mean, that's, we went on a journey and I think that's important. We need, it's world building as we know from all of our fandoms, world building is really important. We and so we know the characters. I will say Ruby did. So Ruby came to visit when we were all still living together, Cam, and you weren't there that weekend or something. Like you guys weren't there. And Ruby, like we were like, oh, well, do you want to watch a movie? And I was like, buckle up the collection. In the house. <laughs> I was like scrolling it. I was like, same, same, 
Same, same. <laughs> oh, love that. Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. Like, I was just like, this is a perfect collection. Digital I know. Versus I have like the hard DVDs. You have like the digital version of my movie collection. I have yeah. all the digital versions because of all my DVDs that I've went and been. I've oh, yeah, the coupon. Like Blu-ray plus digital codes. So yes. I just get them all on iTunes too. It's great. The only reason I have all my movies on digital now is because of Cameron, because he was like, you need to do <laughs> get this code download code. now. Because <laughs> now like I'm a purist and I like having the hard copies because I don't trust the terms and conditions that I don't read. And I'm certain <laughs> that like at a certain point, I won't be able to access all these movies that I bought if I only have them digitally. So like I buy Blu-rays with digital codes so that I can like stream the movie when I want to. But I also really like special features and behind the scenes stuff that like nobody Important. cares about which I need <laughs> I need on the blu-ray I can't they don't the iTunes extras just aren't enough I care I care about the extras you know yes this. I got to like bring in I was like talking about Legally Blonde and I was like did you know she had 36 hairstyles yeah I did <laughs> because that was yep. on the featurette that I used to watch repeatedly as an 11 year old over and over and and over again all right so today we're going to talk about Pitch Perfect which came out 10 years ago this month. That is insane. Do you know what was happening in 2012? Glee was on TV and like, they had like the Glee project, like that reality competition show. They had the national concert tour, um, Hunger Games and Avengers came out. Oh, wow. I didn't think about Avengers. I remember Hunger Games because like Elizabeth Banks was in both. Call Me Maybe and Gangnam Style are like, <laughs> what was popular? <laughs> I was painting a picture. He's like, come back. All I wrote about 2012 was like, yeah, we thought like all social issues were resolved. <laughs> like, we like were 2012. doing a happy time. You know what I mean? Yeah. End of a yeah, remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're such, we're so idealistic. Um, oh, I mean, oh, we had oh. just like graduated college and <laughs> thought that, you know, we had the whole world in front of us. What a joke. <laughs> and, and now we're here and, you know, I wear, use eye cream now. So it, it is what it is. I use eye cream. <laughs> if you saw Pitch Perfect in theaters, start putting on eye cream. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You may qualify for special compensation. If you are at the midnight premieres of Hunger Games, Avengers, or Pitch Perfect, <laughs> please start using eye cream now. I, I I'm going to, I'm going to dive in here because Pitch Perfect was not like the first uh, like was not my first obsession with like acapella music no it was either. no absolutely not but I did like a weird and I feel like I never I go well it was like the R&B like classical like that acapella like break, oh okay all of their songs from like the 90s and the early 2000s but then you had so then acapella had this resurgence in like 2009 because it was it I was it was well it was a big thing where I went to college like it wasn't considered weird. Right. It was like, it was almost like there, you like, you'd go to their shows and like they would perform like in buildings with acoustics and stuff. And you'd be like, wow, so talented. And they had like different reputations to the way like the ones in this movie had. The one from, it was normal to me. From, there was a group from JMU, the Madison Project, because like that I was, I loved their, one of their songs. And it was, that was like originated because we had a bunch of musical friends in high school camp and um, Mm -hmm. they would always like, they always like bring in stuff. And that's how I got introduced. And I was like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is a thing that I love. (laughs) 
Yeah. You're just like, wow, they're so clever. And it's just like they say in the movie, like making noises with your mouths. Like (laughs) instruments with never be me. Like Um, very cool. And then the sing-off also, do you guys remember that's where pentatonics jumped off? Well, they weren't they didn't they weren't that's who I thought you were gonna reference. So I was into musical theater forever, like uh, but this came out while I was like in my senior year of college and uh, our college didn't really have like acapella groups or anything because our college really didn't have a whole lot going on generally unless you like nature. Um, oh no. It was uh, I mean- so we like it was like the musical theater kids that like knew what Pitch Perfect was and like what acapella music would have been. But like even before that, when I was in high school, a friend of mine, her brother was in a group that like went to competition and stuff. And so I went to a local competition where like this professional group that was like pre-Pentatonics was performing. Uh, they were called Fork and they were great. It was uh, just great one though, right? What? The pre like the, that was them? No, it wasn't them, but it was like, I mean, like pre-pentatonics in that, like, it was a world like, of acapella music. You saw music them before that before, was a thing, yeah. Before pentatonics made acapella music, like, a thing mm-hmm. on the radio. Um, but yeah, it was it was wild to see ads for this, like, Judd Apatow-style comedy about acapella music. Mm-hmm. Like, this unhinged film, because that's, like, all I took away from the rewatch was boy what a time (laughs) what a what a safe space for us all (laughs) i can't say that this movie aged poorly but i can't say that it aged well (laughs) i was just like and i'm not even that person because i'm sure you know drop dead gorgeous right cam so like love and carly knows i will recite that whole film uncensored and i'm like everything's okay but for some reason the jokes in this one i was like huh we don't really talk like that anyway we still talk like how we talk in drop dead gorgeous unfortunately but we don't talk like the way we talk in pitch perfect anymore which means no nice smiling when we're offensive we're just but i will say that as offensive as he is like adam divine is still my favorite (laughs) oh he is so everybody he is so that opening performance of them. He is so charismatic and charming until you hear his first like actual dialogue, and you're like, "Oh, you're bad. You're <laughs> Shit, a bad you're the villain." <laughs> you won like m- best villain or something for MTV. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it must have been one of those like popcorn awards. Like, yeah, it must have been one of those. He, uh, he and Rebel Wilson too, like on set together. I cannot imagine <laughs> how much unused footage there is of them just like going ad-libbing i know oh no they're perfect and the person who wrote this too was perfect um, kay cannon yeah kay cannon so she wrote for like dirty rock and new girl so like clearly Mm -hmm. it's like a very specific voice also she apparently wrote all three of the pitch perfects which consistency i saw the second one once but i don't think i saw the third one this is a trilogy. I am in the same boat in that I watched the second one one time on television and the third one I don't I have seen. I've seen it. They just need to leave some stuff alone. Well, that's like this movie is a start to finish story. Like it's done. Yeah. And I can't see how this warranted not one but two sequels. Like I to be honest with you, I love um I love the character dynamics like between 
all of the girls. So I would 100% see a fourth one if they made it. Uh, yeah, it kind of fit the girl gang energy of like, yes, we're each a character. You know, like I could yeah. see audiences, like especially teenagers being like, yeah, I'm this one, I'm that one. Well, I think that's what I remember not noticing about the sequels, and which I did notice for sure when I rewatched this. I was like, everyone is very distinct and they have their own, like, yeah, yeah they, some of them are, you know, tropey, but everyone's distinct and in the second one I don't recall that being a thing beyond like fat Amy and excuse me fat Patricia and Becca. <laughs> you need Patricia now yeah and Wilson went through a whole transformation yeah transform journey Patricia. a whole journey do you know that Rebel Wilson lied about her age in the audition room oh god no, I'm sure they were looking specifically for college age. And she was like, yep, I'm college age, even though she is, she was like in her thirties. Oh All my gosh. I believe that. But we needed her because. Oh, for sure. Also like, I don't think Anna Camp was um, college age, the one who played Aubrey. No, I think because, because of that type of character she was playing, they were fine to like, let her be <laughs> a, like, little you can be a little older. Plus when you need a bitchy, white woman you get Anna Camp like Glee did it Pittsburgh yeah. did it like Anna Camp has a wheelhouse and she is very successful at it <laughs> I came back like watching it over and it's probably an age thing I liked her character like I related to her character a lot more mm-hmm. than like in the first time I was like yeah sometimes you just need everyone to get their shit together and like shut the fuck up yes. and when they like try to do their little one-two ah uh, uh, and she's like Okay, we'll work on that tomorrow. First thing is <laughs> like on three or after me three. with like a fucked team at work. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> there's this there's a shot I vividly remember of her just like rubbing her temples and her eyes are cr- <laughs> and I'm like, yep, been there, <laughs> been there. Seen a character that. that didn't age as well is unfortunately Britney Snow's character Chloe, like that. <laughs> Britney that Snow. character is wild. The I things that you her. find out about this character <laughs> as you go on, like she starts off and she's just like this Holy happy girl who, whose friend barfed all over the audience, and then <laughs> like then oh I have notes. Oh I'm very confident in my body and I will attack. I will I will throw open someone's shower curtain. Exactly, which means I can expose someone else's body just because I was mine. It's too bad that Becca didn't have her be her BU whistle in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. When they were like, here's your rape whistle. I was like, oh, oh, oh my God. The line where she's like, don't, don't blow, blow it unless it's real. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, unless it's really happening. I was just like, oh. And not only was that line, like that was the opening line of the trailer. Like, when, <laughs> like if you watch the original trailer, like that, that is the first thing. And I was like, wow, culture has shifted. Yes. Yes, it has. Yeah, like, you guys picked up on that. Well, not, I mean, obviously. If, if you'd have told me before a rewatch that this movie was 10 years old, like a decade ago, I would have been like, yeah, okay, that's wild, but sure. But watching it, I'm like, this is a decade ago. This is a decade ago. Yeah, um, but the comments, like, I mean, just all of it. Um, Adam Devine's like, bye-bye, kill yourselves. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yep. But, but you cannot say you like did you not and, quote some of this stuff like oh i'm sure i did oh, i'm sure i said I the absolutely whistle line did. plenty some of it i still do i took note of lines that i like still say uh what do you still say <laughs> yeah let's when, hear 
So this one is not probably an immediate pitch perfect reference, but I'm always quoting it when people like when when they're at the activities fair or whatever, and she's like, we make noises with our mouths. And Becca goes, on purpose. I quote on purpose. Her a lot. <laughs> oh God, I love that. Um hold on, what else? There are a few others that I say with frequency. Um I say make good choices a lot. <laughs> I don't feel yeah. the frequency, but I do recall when she was like, Dixie Chick's serious. Like, <laughs> oh that's just such a, I guess now we say the chick's serious. Like, yeah. That's how much things have changed. Dixie Chick's serious. That, that's like, that must have been the, the 2012 version of like Fleetwood Mac serious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tattoo serious. Um, oh, I say crushed it a lot. But specifically with that intonation that Rebel Wilson like, crushed it. Yeah. I remember I used to, I think when I was in the peak of this movie, I used to do her line of like, sometimes I think I could do crystal meth, but then I think, mm, better not. Better not. <laughs> like, that I say, was, that's one I That say. was all that would send, send me. I My friend and I would quote uh, the this movie's Statler and Waldorf, uh, Gail and John. We would quote them a lot. <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. That's sure do, John. <laughs> well, of course, John, because you are a misogynist at heart. <laughs> or when he was, what did he call the kid's balls? And she's like, if you're referring to his testicles, I agree. Like it was just. Oh my god. He was. It was something like I would do something to that kid's. I don't know. <laughs> they were beyond. He sounded. He was like, yeah. Something hasn't dropped yet. If you're catching my drift, and she's like. If you're talking about his testicles, John, I do. I do. <laughs> I am. Yeah, like they were so um, good. So good. And those two, I mean, the so if you do have the movie on iTunes with extras, you can see this, but there's a lot of cut footage of them just like making like uh, there are lots of alternate takes of like what they would oh, say. Oh, oh, I bet. I've seen that some somewhere in a, it's in a deep cut. So good. There are three different, there are three different. <laughs> It's not really gag reels because like no nobody like cracks, but there's just like extra like different bits. That yeah, just different doing. takes. That and so there's practicing. one with like the cast and crew. There's one with the cast uh, improving, and it's like all the inappropriate stuff. And then mm-hmm. there's the one of uh, John and Gail, just like whatever they were saying on those days where they were filming. <laughs> well, can you rank these musical performances like favorite to least? Um, the since you've been gone audition the riff off and the finale medley. Um, I have a surprise late entry, which is blame it on the boogie. And I'm going <laughs> to put that at the top. <laughs> okay. That's your number one. Yeah. So since you've been gone, obviously Kelly Clarkson is incredible. And I think that that audition montage owes so much to high school musical. It's all I could think of while I was watching. <laughs> I am so sick of the riff off now, but it's still very like iconic. And I think that has to go at the top as like what this movie did that was just incredible. Followed really, maybe the Bella's final performance is like a little bit above it. But I remember the riff off was like, even people that don't love this movie love listening to the riff off. And so Mm -hmm. like, whereas I personally love the Bella's finale a little bit more, I feel like the riff off is more like identified with this movie. But they're all three really good performances. So I think my ranking would be Riff Off, Finale, Kelly Clarkson. But finale, finale, Riff Off, Kelly Clarkson. Are you the same, Carly? I'm yeah, I'm finale, I'm finale, Riff Off, Kelly Clarkson. 
just because like the Kelly Clarkson one is is great, but it doesn't. It's not like the blend that. No, yeah. From from a story perspective, though, I would give the finale the edge because it perfectly wraps up every single song we've heard. I the know. Experience. Yeah. Um, That's why I like it. Like, the choreography of the finale, exactly like how their costumes each include a little bit of, like they all have their scarf. Uh, the choreography different. even has a lot of the moments where you can see the original choreography being recontextualized. So yeah. the finale is really good. Yeah, I'm that way. What about you, Ruby? Um, I like the auditions most because it like pulls you in, like it gets you into the movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like we said, Kelly Clarkson, who's beating her. But- yeah then I would say finale, then riff off. In in retrospect, the riff off like had made too many white girls self-congratulate for being able to rap. And I feel like that's a trend that Carly and I don't count in that. We're still still feeling the impact of that trend. Just open up. But yeah, we're still, we're still paying for that. So say, and the other thing that like was ruined by this was that cup song that was on the radio for too long. Too many people were on Facebook flipping a cup yep. and singing the song did you see did, i learned no. it i did it yeah anna kendrick they, they i think they i think in the second or third movie or something on an interview i don't know whatever they someone said something about cups and they all went no no <laughs> no I you don't count cameron you're song. charming we're talking about basic people i love that <laughs> song i <laughs> Learned the cup choreography. I knew it. I did it in my senior recital at college. Like I had, I had like two minutes to fill because we had a time constraint and I had like two minutes to fill. I was like, okay, let me just, I guess, do this. I don't know. Um, you put was, on your deep eyeliner and your five piercings in your ear and you're like, <sighs> yes. and just shoved all the gel pens out of the There is no like, other way to do that song than with deep eyeliner and piercings all over. <laughs> What would she have done if there was no cup? What would she have sung? <laughs> she would have just been like, well, shit. <laughs> and left. And she probably would have done, done, like, titanium again. Again. <laughs> yeah, for the fifth time. Yeah. No, she, like, I didn't realize how fucking annoying she was until this time. I think I was like, sure, she's, like, a little grumpy, but she'll all awesome. have a bit of edge. Becca is the edgy girl stereotype dialed up to like 15. Like <laughs> that very first friggin' scene where she's like, how's the step monster? How is Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to say step monster. Step monster. Like I was like, what a fucking brat. And then like, yeah. if you really wanted to go live in LA, why don't you just go be a waitress and figure your shit out? Your parent is like paying for you to go to college, and you're like, "What? Like he's literally this is some paying, bullshit." He's literally paying. For, like he gave yes. her an, an opportunity of a lifetime. All she had to do was try. Yeah. Like, is that not the most stereotypical teenager thing, though? To be like, "Ugh." Yeah, I, she was, I think, and again, I think it was like very 2012 to be like, "This is an offensive." Like, this is how all right. kids are. <laughs> like, it's totally fine. And then. Um, like, even at the end where she kisses uh, Skylar Aston, she's like, oh, you're such a weirdo. And kisses, I'm like, okay, like, we get it. <laughs> that was you're very, like I feel like that was girl. very the vibe then of like, <laughs> I don't care, throw it away, you know? A hundred percent. It's just, this was it that <laughs> way, this was that times a hundred. Like it was wild. And then, <laughs> oh, surprise Ben Platt. 
Um, I know. Now most famous age person. appropriate in this movie. Not, <laughs> not in his dear Evan Hansen with his wigs. Yeah. Oh, God. At least <laughs> Benji, he Benji the correct Benji he's, like, he's well. the heart of movie one. Like yeah. when he, um, when he's, when they're all, they made the team or whatever. And he's like, but you gotta keep your head up. Oh. Like, we why is that like, his, um, I, like ribbon? Pulls up my heartstrings. That, that one is, and when he does though, the song. When they turn it on at the party, everyone's <laughs> like, they're yeah. like, this is yeah, the this is like not a turn up song, no matter <laughs> where you are. <laughs> Anywhere in the world, Andy Grammer is not a turn up artist. Just not the vibe. So that you can have that moment with Benji, but like the, the reaction of the crowd <laughs> when that song starts is Whoa, you would have oh. thought Lou's control was played. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually a turn up jam. How dare <laughs> and is actually a great song a cappella. <laughs> What's the other one he sings? Oh, when he does I've got the magic in magic. me at the end, that also fucks me up. Benji yeah, big heart. That, that song choice is so dumb on the nose, but like, damn it, if that moment doesn't land. Wait, I just realized why it's on the nose right now. Oh, okay. Right wow. now. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Right now as we're recording, even though I just watched my, it, I was like, oh, all that my, magic stuff is crazy. I just got it now. I love it. I love it when he gives, when he's given the opportunity to 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 be in the trouble the troublemakers and he's they're like you can't be weird and he's like what do you mean weird and the pigeon that lands on is my favorite <laughs> Benji moment in the movie where he's like i don't know what you mean by weird and then the dog <laughs> no i like when he introduces himself and he looks at skylar and goes everybody be cool it's just a normal day like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <you> know? <laughs> when he so looks when he looks at Skylar Astor at uh, Jesse and says like how's your voice and Jesse just like busts out singing let it like sings a what a dick like answering I'm like what that is such a what a fucking asshole he was just trying to play it cool he's like whoa nice (laughs) nice that club hold on a minute so I'm rewinding I'm going back so that club fair we had club fairs as well in college. I mean, I think everybody yeah, so did. did. I, yeah. Everyone had the club, the club day. There were literally people like lifting free weights for like the workout club. There, the water polo club. There were just men in speedos in their mm-hmm. uniform. Mm-hmm. Did people? Did that? That wasn't my experience. No, this was like a Disney Channel version know. of an activities <laughs> fair where everyone has to be dressed appropriately for the activity. Three D. Jesus, I mean, it was so bad. That was like oh my God. the but deaf Jews of it all. That was rough. That was bad. And again, you're talking to somebody who's pretty it's, off color uh, with the humor, and even I was like, yeah. oh, not ideal. Yeah, when 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 he said shalom and she said, "It's not a real word, but keep trying." I was like, oh. <laughs> but then she says shalom later in the movie. Character oh growth. no she learned um and then oh my god another line that I still reference for no reason like there's never a reason for me to do this but I just sometimes I'll just think of it is when she a lot of floor work for <laughs> <mermaid dancing. laughs> 
so stupid. And that had to be a Rebel Wilson improv. Like, Oh, you could tell how many bits were hers because you would just see people not answering and it's because they can't <laughs> improvise. Like yep. when she was saying her hairdo is like the Orthodox Jew and Anna Camp's just like, uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I see it right here. Like she's trying to support it, but it's like you can't give her anything back. That's unfortunate for you. No, it was all Anna Camp could do not to crack up. I kind of appreciate the um the the friendship between the, those two in this movie. Like they're they're they had a good dynamic. Like, yeah, they had like a little bit of a dynamic when you know Anna Camp wasn't pitching. Uh, the other line that I say that I didn't realize is from this movie was Anna Camp going, "She's a little too alternative." When she was oh my god, <laughs> Becca. Um, yes. the activity star is like a very memorable scene like you wouldn't think so but there's so much that happens in that like rebels audition when she's like matching the notes and was like oh, yes oh, and, like kept going synchronized lady dancing to more carry chart toppers is not lame <laughs> <laughs> she had a point to that i point. say i agree <laughs> not lame you performed um, at the Bob energy performing arts center you bitch you bitch the but amount like, of times she said bitch and i was like and it was in that way where it's not actually friendly it <laughs> right. was like it was like with a smile that she's like you bitch <laughs> <laughs> like i totally watching it this time i was like no i get why anna camp is mad at this girl <laughs> like yes me too yeah it's like i'm working really hard and you're just undermining everything that i do like it wasn't a full Ariel King Triton scenario where like when I watch that movie now, I'm like, Ariel, you're an idiot. And but like <laughs> this, I didn't fully go over to Anna Camp's side, but this time I was like, I get why this girl would annoy exactly. you. Like, that, that's I how it. I that's how I felt watching it. I was like, oh, Carly's Carly's girl Kendrick, not that great. I love Anna Kendrick. I do too, but there have been some recent rumors that she's really not fun to work with. I know, that sucks. <laughs> But I feel like Little Nobody true. is great. Highly recommend. Why did that say? Oh, that's her book. Book. Yes. I read it. I listened to it. Mm-hmm. I do it on audiobook because she does the the narration herself and it's really solid. Um, I really enjoyed that book. I mean, I love the unhinged a simple favor with her and Blake Lively. Oh, I need to watch that. I've heard it's, it's camp and it's amazing. Unwell. It's so good, but it's so unwell. It's just <laughs> you're like just traveling through time. Also, like this movie, like we said, we mentioned so many people. All these people like took off, and I think Britney Snow is probably like the most famous when this started. But all of the other people took off with this movie. Yeah, because Britney Snow had done like Hairspray, um, yeah, which is where I knew her from, and like so, John Tucker like, Must Die and stuff like that's that. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. yeah, she was a known quantity, and like then this came out in like Anna Camp uh, people knew who she was and Anna Hendrick obviously like blew up after this movie yeah and Rebel and like Adam Devine and Scott yeah. and like all of them because I was trying to think of like who was like the most famous then and who's the most famous now but they're all just like on yeah, no, the Rebels, wavelengths like, of consistency Bridesmaids came out first but Rebel's part in that is very small this it's was so very small. Like, the Rebel Wilson show like yeah this is when she had her time to like play uh Esther Dean also like I uh, drop it low fame I was obsessed with Esther Dean and when I when she was in here I was like this movie hey, gets bitch. so many brownie points for re- making people learn who Esther Dean is like, <laughs> yeah. because they so many people right. don't research songwriters mm-hmm. so like 
anyway, but Esther Dean's amazing. Where this movie loses some of those points is making Esther Dean the like predatory les like stereotype. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. I know. And then like, of course, like she was the one rapping at the end. I was like, okay, yeah. she can like like rip songs. So like, yeah, she probably could have done. That's something why I'm glad cool. she got the thing since you've been gone. She got featured a lot in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even like party in the USA and stuff. The riff off. No, the riff off where she she like sang her own song. She sang yeah. SNL like she wrote herself. Yeah. Um, the audition scene. The auditions have an MC that isn't part of any McLovin out of all people. Yeah. McLovin I'm, is MCing. I am Justin. I <laughs> I am Justin because he's like, if I could sing, I would. And I hate myself. Is that the second guy? Yeah, he's not the like, loving guy. He's the, the guy who hosts the, the riff off. Okay, yeah. that's the guy that. Cause, oh, the riff off guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's like he he does the M scene because he loves acapella music so much, but he can't sing. And I was like, I feel that on like a whole other <laughs> level. Well, our car rides would say differently. <laughs> The Cam sings so well, and it's okay. You do, honey. You do. Um, you can't even deny it. <laughs> Carly and I sing passionately. I don't know that I would define myself as well, but you sing passionately. Yeah, not well, not well Passion at all. Is important. Yeah, it's just. Is it a karaoke night if I don't sing "Torn" by Natalie Ambrulia? No. Oh, great choice. <laughs> no. Um, oh, speaking of the audition. MC, he like, are people still in the room at the end? Because he's like, wow, really not impressed that much this year, guys. So it's like, yeah, it was a mildly fun. It's like, are people still there? I mean, I guess Anna Kendrick's oh, they, there. I'm sure they're there. Up, like, and he was just like, I want you to feel like shit since I can't be one of you. Yeah, um, no, all of the montage. All the Bellas were, sorry, what? Oh, no, I was going to say all the montage scenes are the best. Like, to me, like, I forgot mm-hmm. how many musical scenes there were. Which, well, and we're about, I guess, like, is the point of the movie. This is a montage, the audition stuff. And then you get this like initiation sequence for a second, but then you go right into their training montage with Starship. Yeah. 2012 oh, um, montage. Talk about 2012. Good. Starship. Um, this was the first time I have seen this movie a lot. And this was the first time I realized that their choreography is flight attendant hand signals because they're dressed like flight, like flight attendants. attendants. Yeah. I we're learning do not every time you watch how it. that escaped me. <laughs> for so literally long. how the magic in me escaped me until tonight. Okay, I'm sorry. You guys are both wrong because they literally make a joke in like the radio DJ. He's like, he's like, you're no, going I to recognize that their outfits were flight attendants, but I just never pieced together that their choreography was flight That's attendant signals. Like, yeah. My mom was a flight attendant, so I. I so you have a bias. You've been watching those signals for 30 years. We have not so you should know otherwise you would have to be ashamed the fashions were also very 2012 like becca's little cami with the sleeveless um cardigan situation like what what climate does that make sense the infinity scarves um the layers stacy had the red denim during her um audition like the colored denim situation i had like electric blue ones in that year so i remember those times fedoras oh um we learned at the end that the winners of the last season get to pick the audition song so that means adam divine picked since you've been gone gone. for some unknown reason (laughs) 
Well, as toxic as he is, he also knows that Kelly Clarkson <laughs> is infinite and amazing and no one could ever beat her. What is your water bottle? Is that like a... I stuck a bunch of stickers on it. Oh, I thought it was like a Buzz Lightyear thing. Oh, no. <laughs> it looked like there was like a chest situation. No, Again, that's... I'm Captain still very Marvel. biased from... I was telling Carla, I was like, there was so much Disneyland merch like, that I don't need. Oh, yeah, that little badge. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then the monster... Is that a monster sticker? Or is that a Wanda sticker? It's that's little... Wanda. So I thought that was the chest. <laughs> oh, I was creating dimensions that didn't exist. <laughs> Like I thought it was like the collarbone was the Captain Marvel bit and the Wanda was yeah. like the body of the body. And so I was just like, oh. Ruby has tried coming um, to Marvel movies with me. And it's just a really big <laughs> assignment. I've seen, I don't know how many times I have to defend myself on my own podcast. I've just, anytime Carly's on, <laughs> I've seen a third of uh, approximately, no less than okay, that. That's not- Probably like a fifth. <laughs> That's still I, not I've bad. seen all the group Avenger movies and I've seen most of the female fronted entities. Okay. Those, so, are the, those are good ones. Uh, what is it like to watch an Avenger movie without having watched, without having done the summer reading? Like without having seen it. <laughs> it is literally, as our friend Amanda says, like every other superhero movie where I know that there's a battle and someone's going to win or lose. <laughs> So I just okay. know like sometimes they it's like Vegas, the Avengers. It's like sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but eventually they win again, you know? So well, that's just movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy movies because I'm not Becca from Pitch Perfect. <laughs> what that I completely forgot that detail that like her character is like hates movies. And when that scene happened, I was like, bitch, we literally the three of us would be like. As Adam Devine would say, go kill yourself, which we don't say anymore, but I just, I just said that for context for the- In 2012. I would would get in her face and be like, oh, but we can like music because music by law follows a very specific A-A-B-A. Like, (laughs) what do you mean movies are predictable? (laughs) There's only so many chords. There's only so many ways to make music as we see with every lawsuit. His name is father in German. His name is literally Literally Dark Dark Father. Father. That was like she was so proud of herself too. (laughs) I like the way she delivered that line, like the way her face fell too. I was just like, yeah, that was pretty. Literally Dark Father. Literally Dark Father. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more. I'm more of the Jesse. I was like, not liking movies is like not liking puppies. Like. Thousand percent. That's when I would have given up on her. I still don't understand where the follow through was. I do like that he got sick of her shit though, and was like, yeah, her shit is whatever wild. this is." What is her problem with Jesse? I guess, like, I guess they're going for like she's independent, so she doesn't need a man to keep showing up and helping. But like, or it's more with the backstory with the dad. Like, I can't trust a guy because I can't trust my father because he left for step monster. You know, like they're really pushing that energy. It was too much of a backstory for a an ensemble film. Right. This, they either I was need like, to do a Becca movie or a group movie. Right. That and that did Becca a disservice because the whole stuff with her and Jesse, I'm like, this is you're you're a bitch. You're being a bitch right now. Not to quote Aubrey, but <laughs> absolute bitch. Bitch. 
I like um, so hold on since we're on that one scene though like where they're talking about about movies um yeah and her not liking them oh you like, mean where they're gonna watch a movie on a laptop in the middle of a public quad? first of all that would <laughs> never work because <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see anything yeah the Sorry. glare would be it's awful <laughs> It's 2012. Backlight is great. MacBook screens are very polished and reflect. Like you can't. There's no way I'd buy that. that. Anyway, Carl, what were you gonna say? Oh my god, it's so bad. Um, no, how? So how are they so controlled in like their the the Bella like practices in their that she didn't know that there was a riff off gonna about to happen because and then and then Anna Camp was like. I want a list of everything that we've done wrong. They didn't know it was happening. <laughs> First of all, I think and what second we of wrong, all, we can't do that. <laughs> we failed to prepare. We prepared to fail. Yeah. She wasn't a great leader. She was stressing herself out. So she got distracted. So she forgot to tell cool them. Well, also maybe she told them and Becca wasn't listening because she was too cool for school. You know, that is possible. That's very possible. I wish they'd have kept I'm the here to, original I'm script, team camp was, over team Kendrick. Where she was like, what the fuck is a riff off? Like, that would have been a great, you get one F-bomb. That would have been the one I would have used. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's right the place there. for it. Absolutely. If there's an alternate take where she says that, and I'm like, we should have used that. Oh, it. yeah, that would have been the one. Also, um, like, justice for Kimmy Jin. I have that, I have that note, too. Kimmy Jin. That would be me. The white girl is back. The white girl is back. <laughs> I do love the one moment where I'm team team Becca over team Kimmy is when she's like, I'm going to go to the activities fair with my super cool friend, Kimmy Jen. <laughs> she's like, I'm not your friend. <laughs> and Becca's like, damn, girl. <laughs> Becca needed that, though, because Becca was like weaponizing her against her fathers. Yes. Kimmy was like, um, I'm no fucking pawn cringe Kimmy Jin moment when Becca walks in and Kimmy's just not talking to her and she's like just tell me where you're at with English I was like Ugh. oh god <laughs> the times no wonder like she hated her like yeah exactly yes. ignorant ass bitch yeah like that's the last thing she fucking needed in that moment that was a very 2012 moment um the riff off <laughs> that empty <laughs> pool has insanely good lighting <laughs> what <laughs> Why they have empty like one so well floodlight above like, the pool? They have flashlights, Tam. Exactly, um, flashlights cover everything. <laughs> Baloney Barb gets a whole part of the ripoff. It's <laughs> great. Oh, it's good. So That's just okay. for Baloney Barb. A hundred percent. Barb has a great voice. The Bellas would have benefited from Baloney Barb. Yeah, that's what they get for turning her down the last time. Um, the disqualification of the Bellas, complete nonsense. It's instead of it, get, get out. That's of here. like a board game situation, also they, like a well, Scrabble know, situation. I know. Well, you know that they won. Like literally, everyone in the pool was jamming to yeah. no, diggity no diggity. As I, they should. As they should. Yeah. I love that song. I absolutely love that song. And then oh, I love that song. This movie came out and I was like, I was like, justice for no diggity. And then everyone played it over and over and over again. Yep. Like, oh. They played it and at um go ahead, Kim. Go ahead. Oh, I I don't get this like 
moment though where she's doing the rap and people don't recognize it but then she starts singing the chorus and everyone's like oh yeah and everyone's joining in i'm like wait we all knew this song i think they were shocked i I feel like they were like why is this tiny woman doing this like (laughs) they weren't ready for it and then they were like okay we can all vibe like everybody honestly that could be a tagline for this movie (laughs) pitch perfect why is this tiny woman doing this Because, I mean, honestly, all her choices. I know that's Anna Camp's mantra the whole time. It was literally T to the O to the X to the I to the hold up C. Like, the the last toxic thing I had for her, because I wrote a lot, was um, of tiny women doing shit, was when she got arrested and she thought that a fellow freshman in college could bail her out of jail. And then was mad that he called her father like any responsible person would do. Of course he called your dad, you big dummy. You got arrested, Bacall. (laughs) Not just like, not just like campus police arrested. Like arrested. Like county, yeah. Local. It was Um, a tough time. But then they go, (laughs) then we're back in Becca's room and I realized that she has a MacBook and an iMac and I'm like, oh, she got money. Oh, yeah. Of course she does. Why oh, do you think dad. she's complaining so fucking much? Her yep. dad is going to pay for her to go to LA if she just like does an activity. Join this club and Not I'll help I you move. I mean, he <laughs> did it with the, with the knowledge that she'd enjoy college, but also just like, again, the concept that she didn't think, well, if I really wanted to do this, I could save up my money, like get a job, save some money and move my fucking ass there myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm an adult. So I don't have to listen to my parents if I actually yeah, she's care this much. Like, <laughs> but she's a baby who she is. She's a big, tiny baby. Refreshing. Yeah. Just pleasing to the eye, John. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other one-liners or any zingers from this movie? Um, not really a one-liner, but when Gail says that she was part of the minstrel cycles, <laughs> I, I fucking mind. Minstrel cycles, John. And he was like, that's cycles. unfortunate. That's an unfortunate name. <laughs> it really is. The, um, I tore a quad while rubbing his, like, obliques. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, you I know. Would, I would fight him, but I tore a, a, a quad. <laughs> Every time I hear um, booty work, I always just oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I forgot about that scene. Oh my God, I surprised just, Donald like, not. Why, God? <laughs> He's like, we're only a couple years older. We're only a couple years. And it's like, okay, okay. Time was not kind to you then, guys. In movie, in movie, like in movie years or like actual years? Because his claim, I think, was actual years. Either way. what did you guys think of the school life like did you think it was like I mean I know it's like pretty focused on the acapella but there were like elements of like college did it feel authentic to you to like your college experience or like for me the awkward meeting your roommate for the first time because it was both like Becca meeting Kimmy Jen and then um Jesse meeting Benji and he had like the whole Star Wars get up and he's like it's okay once my eyes have adjusted (laughs) like (laughs) And you're like, oh, this is a person that I'm sharing personal space with for the next nine months. The moment of realization that like, oh, we share space. Yeah, we Uh, share a lot of things. Yeah. 
I think, honestly, I think this movie does better than most about like a real, like hitting those moments. Um, Everyone's on the quad always, like hanging out. Yeah. On, on the nose. Honestly, I think even thinking that Andy Grammer is a turn up, like, you know, like getting excited about something stupid. I feel like it's very 18 year olds, 19 year olds. Where it's the grammar like- as a turn up song is still so weird to me. <laughs> we all have a message. They said, Campus. I just remember people talking like that for sure when it was like for the yes. dumbest fucking thing. And so uh-huh. I was like, that's pretty true to. And the boom college charm for the initiation. Yeah. College boys, dummies. Oh, all um, boys, dummies. Sorry, that was personal. Um, Bulletproof is in this movie four times. Yeah. They really made sure that you knew that song. That and Titanium. They were like, you're not leaving the theater without knowing these two fucking songs. Four times. I was like, was this the most expensive one to get? Like, do we? (laughs) They had to make use of it. (laughs) You knew, you know, David Guetta. Do I live under a rock? (laughs) I jam. My lady jam. There isn't. Yeah, when she did her face, my it. lady jam. It really builds. There's an alt take where she calls it her diddle jam, and I wish. <laughs> Song really builds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Britney Snow was more of a predatory lesbian than she was predatory, was. and I have that note. Like people, people <laughs> that are like was all predatory behavior. Fear baiting. 2012 right there between yeah. Anna Kendrick I don't even know if it was queer baiting I think she legit was into her but like got to go oh, yeah I she think, was like the cute white I think girl. Chloe's bi I think Chloe's bi because that guy shows up in the shower scene and Chloe like looks at them both before she sees Anna Kendrick's face and she's like oh okay we're, we're gonna leave I think it's canon I think it's not hidden I think maybe Kay Cannon was ahead of her time and said I'm gonna include two predatory lesbians in this film and you get to decide. So progressive. <laughs> yeah, she was really looking forward to the future. Well, in I said, future, why just one? In in a in the I know in the second well whatever in one or two in the second one or the third one they definitely like play off of that dynamic between the two of them. Yeah, about like their chemistry. Hmm. But I don't know if it really was. That's just what I'm claiming. Um, to anyone listening and to you too, I say watch this movie with subtitles because the subtitles don't name a single track. They call them all like bouncy pop song or modern love song. <laughs> or like, it's just nuts. I, um, That's my favorite I thing to do that. with I Real Housewives. I always have the subtitles on and I, I, for some reason, I just didn't catch that little bit. This well, one I guess was I only time I this time I watched it on iTunes. So it's got to be the iTunes subtitles and maybe not on the Blu-ray. Um, but <laughs> it's so funny. Oh and we're doing yeah. Party in the USA. It said, girl sings bouncy pop song. No! Like, I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> That's that, exactly what happened. I, that that song, I, I really love, I really love their little, their moment on the bus. Oh, also Rebel wasn't, uh, Rebel, Rebel wasn't getting hit with a burrito. It's just been shot. <laughs> Oh, Rebel. What does he say? I'm going to crush him like a cheesecake. I'm going to finish him like a cheesecake. 
I put that that moment and I'm going to finish him like a cheesecake still make me laugh a decade later. Like, the- oh, everything she says, because even with right. the campus DJs, when she was like, call me or like, I'll give you my number. All right. I'll give you my number. Yeah. Like, it's just so good. Just the way she like throws lines away. Um, it, was there, it fuels like, my hate fire. <laughs> speaking of how this movie does Becca's entire story a disservice, uh, was there supposed to be a love triangle with her boss and Skylar Aston? Like that, I was thinking about that tonight. Like that was like a, a thing that got like left on the what is it called? Room floor. Yeah, like it, I mean, he, he was hot, so I guess I know Becky better than you do. And yeah, that guy <laughs> is hot. Yeah, when he was like, I I don't think I need to quit the burgers or whatever it was. Yeah. You're good. You're good. He's good. good. He's good. Yeah. Way to do the face, Car. (laughs) Sorry, this is an audio medium, but (laughs) but you did a great face of the Anna Kendrick mouth mouth purse. Yeah. Also, when I first saw this movie, I did not catch that Skylar Aston was Jewish. I definitely thought he was mixed. I was like, who's this cute guy? Like, I haven't seen him before. And then I, you know, hit the Google. I didn't know oh, that about culture. him. I, um, I knew that he and Anna Camp were married until 2019. Yeah. Wild. Um, and I knew that he was a Broadway person. Him, Anna Kendrick, obviously, and John Benjamin Hickey, who plays her dad, have all been on Broadway. Well, so, and, yeah. And- well, and um, he did, um, Skylar did like the Spring Awakening with Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff. Yep. They were like all that original cast. Yeah. Awesome. Or she put the flashlight on her hoo-ha for Jonathan. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that. <laughs> like when she can't get more deranged. You've never seen a vagina? She, Hold on. She put him her vagina as a friend, because that's what friends <laughs> do. But then she also talks about how she was in love with him, even but also says that she knew he was gay. And, and that's a saga. I can't get into Leah Michelle. I'll be here. Like it's like its own. Don't worry, darling. Like, <laughs> yes, Leah Michelle. Like the stories that could be just and that that all you just said does not shock me. I wish a single word of that shocked me. But like her knowing he's gay and still being in love with him, and probably in her mind thinking like it'll still be us. Like he's the godfather to her child. I think she's like thirty six, and it's like. It'll still be a maybe I could turn him. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's waiting. <laughs> she's biding her time. Woman in waiting. If you want to talk about predatory, Leah Michelle on Jonathan Groff. That's what that is. Allegedly, this is a joke. Well, he tried to serve her a restraining order, but she couldn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled she pulled him into that joke too, where she was like, show asking Jonathan yes. to read the comments for me. I was like, she finally is deciding to get in on the joke, even though that means the joke's going to die. <laughs> yeah, you're immediately going to kill it. Which maybe is her goal, honestly. She's probably sick of it. Yeah, um, I saw those tweets when she got that role, and they were like, sometimes the villain does win, is the lesson. <laughs> well, because she's... Uh, I, mm, I can't get into it. Um, That's a different episode. <laughs> why is Benji stage managing the semifinals at a completely at, at Carolina University when Benji is a Barden student? Like presumably, and had his Barden uniform. He also like had like a Barden badge on, and I was like, like, "Oh, manager, his dedication to the troubles." You cannot find them anywhere. But he did go see the tote bag, which was obviously conclusive proof that the kid was in high school. Couldn't have been. Couldn't have been a holdover from 
Benji was the hero of the film. There should have been a Benji movie and not a Becca movie. That's mine. (sighs) Benji. We should have followed his journey a little more closely. Honestly, Ben Platt's producer father probably would have preferred this to be a Benji movie. (laughs) True, true, true. He was like, who's this tiny woman? (laughs) (laughs) How dare she (laughs) take the spotlight away from my young star child? Can I comment? So something that was super cringy about this, that it's so there's some cringe like moments, obviously, in this film. It's the first that opening scene. The where she just vomit. I can't watch. I can't get with the vomit of it all like that. That never resonated with me. I I didn't even acknowledge it in my notes. (laughs) It's like I had to skip it. The part that I pretend doesn't happen in the movie. It doesn't bother me until um quiet quiet girl whose name i can't remember because nobody says it uh quiet girl speaking girl until she gets like shoved into it at the end during their big snow angels and does snow angels no that's cringe and then like the pitch the pitch pipe that falls in disgusting and she uses it at the end that bothers the hell out of me and she like becca blows into the pitch pipe on the finale i was like I hope there's more. I intentionally blocked that out, but paint a picture. Nope. You're making me sweat right now. This is tell all. I feel faint. You can't prove it's the same pitch pipe, so I'm going to say they got a new one made. I hope so. Or like hella disinfectant. I mean, they would have had to soak that thing in bleach. Uh, I. There are some moments for me. So, like, I was a musical theater major and, like, I did vocal studies and stuff, and I. There are some parts of this movie that really just grind my gears. And <laughs> I need to get them out. I want to your chest. This is your time, Cameron. First of all, there's that scene where they like go sing just the way you are, which is a beautiful song, beautiful arrangement. But it annoys me that they're like pretending that you can just arrange on the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that it's like an impromptu situation. Nuts. You can't even rehearse like that on this. Like anyway. Um, and then Chloe's vocal nodule surgery that she is fine from in two days. <laughs> and then she can like, yeah, she the cringe is that the low note that she can hit now. Biologically then- impossible because what determines your vocal range is the actual physical length of your vocal fo- folds. You don't get node surgery and <laughs> extend your vocal folds. That's how that this. works. <laughs> like just nonsense that's on my list too node sense if you will oh and all right a positive i'll end on a positive i love the way that anna kendrick shapes her vowels it's not uh, it's not common for broadway people to sing the way she sings and i think that's why she's so distinct she doesn't uh she kind of sings her vowels like a normal person instead of like how a vocalist would sing them mm-hmm. so she's nice and average is what you're saying i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) no i um i don't think i appreciated that she was um a broadway person i only knew her from twilight at this point so i was just like it's jessica she's good at adjusting her voice to fit what she's singing which in this in this is a lot of pop songs but if you've ever seen her in camp or um if you've seen the last five years both of which are very good and i highly recommend oh uh, yeah i saw i saw the last five years and i used to listen to it a lot i really like that opening song her her vocals in that are really good um camp 100 percent worth watching because it's it's like 
spoof on theater camps specifically the really famous one is like stage door manor where actually anna kendrick and skylar astin both went like as oh. kids um and been competing for years so there's that this tension scene, was real <laughs> anna kendrick is like somebody's mousy like assistant throughout the whole movie and then at the end I mean, spoiler alert for a movie that came out in 2003, but she like gives the girl epicac so she can't perform. And Anna Kendrick is like, she's fucked, I'm ready, and the goddamn show must go on. And Anna Kendrick's like 14 at this point. I was going to say, I missed this movie, and I don't oh, know it's how. great. Cam, um, is, it on your, is it on your YouTube account? No, it's not, but it's not. It's, let me be clear. It no, is not a good it. movie, but it is so fun. Well, we have we have our own definitions of good movie and that's what's yes. important here and i, I feel like i would enjoy it based on everything you just objectively said. good film <laughs> um so those are my my vocalist things that i was like i need a whole i just need to get this in a section and let it go i need a space for this all right carly hit us with a couple of your lingering quotes from it's the, it's gail and john elizabeth what's what's her name elizabeth banks elizabeth banks Elizabeth Banks, the way she enunciates things and like her delivery on these were, I just, it makes me laugh so hard in this film. Well, it makes her seem like she's 70, yet she looks like she's 20. Wait, right. Yeah, she's actually 38. Like, yeah. wait, how old is she? No, she's in this movie, she's 38. But what I'm saying is that like the enunciations like she's 70 oh oh, like she's 20 like she looks so much younger i thought you were saying that she was 70 i was like there's no way ruby absolutely (laughs) i know i'm not good at math but i did read (laughs) i can't read i'm like leah (laughs) so here we are full circle okay give us your lines (laughs) nothing makes a woman feel more like a girl than a man who sings like a boy (laughs) (laughs) yes it's the one second it's the other one hold on oh it's like oh it's like oh my goodness gracious would you look at this gone are those belly uniforms and this is a whole new look for them hot 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 john these girls could turn me oh God. these girls could turn me i so did i was great. like they were really so obsessed with turning people in this movie like just such a like when confession lesbianist like it was just too much I know. When she's like, I have a gambling problem. (laughs) That came out of nowhere when they were like getting the band back together and then for them to like pay it off with that. I was like, oh, okay. I see why. I see why we did this. Exactly. There was, there was a through line. There was a message there. And then just like a random thought that I had, because I watch all objectively not good movies. Um, Rebel Wilson and Elizabeth Banks and Anna Kendrick were all in that movie, What to Expect When You're Expecting Together. That was wow. not like the same year, but a little bit earlier. And it was just and so random. John Michael Higgins, different... I think. Oh, probably. He's in so much that it's hard to yeah. know because he's just like that generic person that's funny. Yeah, that he's that guy. Really he's that guy. It's like him. He's like equivalent to Fred Willard to me, where it's just yes. like, yes. Like they're yeah. both in just so much stuff. And you're like, oh, it's that funny old man. <laughs> but like, you don't know who he is. Yeah. These Gail and John are just like a mashup to me of the Muppets, Statler and Waldorf. And then uh, 
the dodgeball the movie the commentators in dodgeball true underdog story oh yeah mm-hmm. jason bateman and um his uh his co-commentator just so funny i bet that day on set was insane for for yeah, anyone they're like trying not to trying break not to laugh yeah i heard oh, i cannot find where i read this uh but i heard that elizabeth banks's part gail was supposed to be somebody else because elizabeth banks is produced she's a producer on this movie and she didn't mm-hmm. want to be in it but somebody couldn't be there while filming and so she had to step in just save the day well carly looks like she's googling so i'm sure she'll get us an answer that's why carly is the alex in our charlie's angels because <laughs> she's like wait i have answers and alex is always the one on the laptop alex is yep. the only one hmm. huh, we also, that's also that was a missed that was a missed call from cam stepping in <laughs> because we quote that one a lot together yeah we did a lot of justice for alex on that episode she was the most underrated angel murphy o'meyer <laughs> the the last gail and john thing i have to say is at the uh-huh. end like i know it's supposed to be an uplifting moment but elizabeth banks is like we have seen some acapella history being made john and i'm like they all do medleys what are what yeah what was so what, different what happened <laughs> <laughs> what was the history like, it was a really good medley it was, it was probably fun. like they weren't wearing the same outfits like it was the but, first acapella group right. ever to wear different because outfits. anna kendrick says that we could change the face of acapella i like when she had that realization of how fucking dumb she sounded yeah <laughs> like, what am i saying <laughs> i was like nobody knows girl but like glad you're on the you're on board now Oh, this movie, much like a movie that came out two years earlier, borrows Breakfast Club's Fist Pump. Um, Mm -hmm. But the movie that came out two years earlier that borrowed that was Easy A, and that was much better than this one. Yeah, that was so much cuter, like when they end up on the lawnmower together and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was adorable. They did a lot. um, Full computer speaker. (laughs) You guys have to watch. I don't know if I texted you this, Carly. You guys, and if you haven't already, Kim, um, have to watch Do Revenge on Netflix. Mm. oh i've heard it's so fucking funny i was already like i want to watch it like i need it has it already has so many quotables she one girl's like we're gonna fucking murder him and the second girl's like really and she's like no we're not gonna fucking kill him like are you crazy (laughs) like they're just they were each other who knew camila mendez and maya hawk dynamic stranger things a lot of the stranger things cast is in there well, Love Maya that Hawk, you would think I'd sure. know that. And then Camilla Mendez is from Riverdale. Yes, Veronica Lodge. Yeah, and then Clean Sophie Turner's in it. Yeah. But she's more of a cameo it. situation, but she's right. she's critical to the film. I know. I want to I need to watch it. I'll, I can't I'll, wait to watch it. It's it's you're gonna you love the aesthetic, the story. I was like, this isn't filling two hours because I have a real thing about run times, but it absolutely, mm-hmm. like, once I saw what was happening in the second hour, I was like, oh, shit. Let's fucking go. And I'm down for the you ride. Like a, you like a 90-minute. I love a 90-minute. Three acts, 30 minutes each. That's all you need. <laughs> Unless you're really tough. I'll give, I'll give, like, the superhero movies or the dramas, like, with all the, con- like, this was an almost two-hour movie, and we still needed more for Becca's story. But no pitch-perfect film should be like two and a half hours. No, I feel like this movie's already too long. 
Like, it was because they it's we didn't still meet a fun that. time, but they were yeah. bouncing between whether it was Becca's story or like it's about the Bellas and like I, I don't know. I think that's where you can tell that this movie uh like was kind of, it was not expected to do nearly what numbers it did. Yeah, yeah, I think the music is what sold it, like the mashups and mixing all the hits with the classics. So people were just like, ooh, you know, it just like spoke to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Are y'all ready for our school themed quick fire? Oh gosh. Yes. Huh. I feel like you probably have listened to Carly, so you probably have cheated and already saved your answers. I have not. Okay. Um, so have I you not- my answers? I've listened. Also, you can't get any answers wrong, Cam. It's that Carly's like, just tell me the questions ahead of time, and I'm like, but then it wouldn't be a quick fire. Then like, it's not rapid fire. It, yeah. Um, so have you guys seen that challenge on the internet? That's like you have the four school subjects and the four colored folders, and you have to. Oh, which God, yes, this is just a personality thing. So you have, this is you in school. You have a red, yellow, blue, and green folder. And your classes are math. I love how y'all are writing it down. <laughs> red, what was it? Red, red yellow, blue. green, blue. And then your subjects are English, math, history, and science. So you have to tell me how you would, which folder would go with which subject. Okay, well, math is red. That just is that red. just is. Math is math red. Is red. Sorry, are we not supposed? To, are we supposed to? Like, no, you can. I like it this way. Well, I don't why. want to influence. I don't want to influence. You guys say your answers first, and then I yeah, just make sure you wrote them down so that they don't. Okay, change. wait, wait. Math is red because math, math is, makes me angry. Yeah, math is red for me too. But don't say anymore. Let me just like, yeah, just write them all down, and then after y'all, well, if you write them down, then I'll say my answers along with your answers. Okay, I got it. So for me, math is yellow. Because there's a subject that makes me angrier. So, yeah. Math is definitely red. Well, then let's go with what your red is. So history is my red. Because I, not because it's not important, but like I am not a memorizer or like if it's not applicable, Mm. I don't get it. So Mm. history is my red. What is history for you guys? Yellow. Yellow. Oh, we'll see. Interchangeable. Yeah, you too. (laughs) Um, Okay, wait, 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 wait. Wait, Ruby, ask us the next one. Let's see if we get it. All right. Um, should I? Okay. <laughs> now I'm nervous. What's your blue? Yeah, okay. what's your blue? Blue on three. One, two, three. English. English. Oh, there we go. So science green. Science is obviously green. Science is green. I think some people have said otherwise, but. I know. I Somebody else that. tweeted, like, obviously science is what, I, I don't know, maybe they said blue. And I was like, that's, that's incorrect. No. But all right. Well, you two are perfectly compatible and we're <laughs> 50% compatible. This was a very And it's just about what makes you angry. And history itself doesn't make me angry. It's important. But it, as a class, I just couldn't get with it. I, I mean, can't history, memorize all the years of all those wars. About it makes me angry. <laughs> and then um, this is a college movie. So um, what is like one of you guys' favorite college memories? If you have any, that sounds depressing. I'm sure you have some, you know what I mean? If you have any. <laughs> Leaving. <laughs> it's not really one specific memory, but I like, I had a very close friend who was like 
essentially my platonic life partner throughout college. And what got me through our senior year was that uh, we would have like, we would just be able to hang out and not do anything and just like exist in each other. Like exactly what we'd be doing alone, but together. And a lot of that was like pizza, wine and friends or Will and Grace or Sex of the City or like just some kind of like comfort binge viewing. Yes. And that is what I remember most about my senior year of college (laughs) are just those moments. Mm -hmm. That's important. I have, uh, Carly knows that's my situation too. (laughs) My senior year roommate is my life partner and that's all we do. Yes. It's true. Um, my, my, my favorite college experience was like living, being like able to live off campus. I was off campus for two, my last two years and I was in the same house. I didn't have to move. And so like the, it was, it was a one level like rancher with a basement and I had the basement. Oh, I went there. Mm. I had the basement. And at one point, like it's, there was like this tiniest room in the basement, but like it opened, it opened up. It was the rest of it was so open that like, I just lived in that open part for college. I had the best time in that house though. It was so fun. Yeah. My mom said no to me living off campus because she said, I know you already don't go to class, so I'm not paying for it to like the chances to increase. I was so, we were, we were one block away. It was very, very close to campus. Oh, so it was the same. My mom was just like, no bitch, you need to be like rolling distance (laughs) where like someone can just push you out the door and you'll show up. I probably should have been that way. (laughs) Like, um. Carly knows this, like my senior year roommate um, and best friend, like we got bumped off the waiting list our freshman year of like, so when you were going to your sophomore year, you know, too many people would apply. There weren't quote enough rooms for everybody, but people would drop out. There always were. It's like a rigged system, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my friend and I were like, oh, like we should just get an apartment. Like our moms will pay for that. Yeah. 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 And our moms are both like, get back on the fucking list. Like, <laughs> not. and also you're 18. Like we were very Becca. We were like, yeah. yeah, we like, we're mature and like, we can do stuff. We've seen, you know, living single. We've watched that. Like we can handle this. Yep. yep. And our moms are like, that's... no, you're dumb ass bitches. Please go back. That I think is one of the things that like, as I've aged, I look at Becca, the character and I'm like, oh, you're insufferable. But like, <laughs> but she is true. I was insufferable. So, yeah. like, she's just a, she's an exaggerated, how, like way, the way we were, you know what I mean? Like, yes, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I can't uh, myself. We were. Um, Carly, what color was your prom dress? And Cameron, like if you had like a vest or a bow tie or something, what colors, what were your prom look colors? Are you sick? Well, Cam, go first. No, you should go first. All right. Well, I was about I think to- I should know yours, Carly, but I don't remember. I'm like a little disappointed that you don't remember mine, but <laughs> I had- Well, I, we weren't in the same vehicle to go there. That's true. That's true. That's true. You were in like a limo with a bunch of people I hated. So I said, nope, I'm going to go with somebody that I also hate, but it was at least fewer people. Uh, I was like, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> you, that's not what I heard. But I was like in this, um, I was like Wait. in this 
squirrel. <gasps> That's what I was going to say. I am a good friend. I was. <laughs> and I did wait for her to say it first if you couldn't talk. <laughs> I was in the- I was thinking coral. <laughs> yeah, I was in this coral, like, I don't even know how to, it was strapless. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to figure out how I it. a look. It I think it had glitter on it. There it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, with your sister, who was my sister. Was and it had, like, my class. It was so pretty. And like, I remember getting my hair done and I had really long hair back then. It was like down, it was like down past my shoulders and it was all curled and it was, I felt like a princess. I felt so beautiful. I did. um, And sweet. Beautiful. I am beautiful. You're beautiful. You're so beautiful. That's also a line I say out of context all the time for her pussy. I am beautiful. What did she say in in response to that? She goes, she goes, you're beautiful. And you're like, she's like, I am beautiful. You're so pretty. I'm beautiful. But she says like, oh, oh, yeah. Like the follow up after I was like, Carly, we just said it. Like, give me a minute to get there. (laughs) Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is also another one. I, oh my God. Speaking of Beetlejuice, I only went to prom once and it was my junior year because I hated it so I didn't go back my senior year (laughs) we didn't we weren't allowed to do that we only right I mean we were this is like other school like this is I've heard this at so many schools people be like well junior prom I did this and senior prom and I'm like I think ring dance was our junior prom we had junior ring dance where we were able to get our like class rings yeah no I assume it was a budget thing for our school because like our school was very large but so we had one prom and juniors and seniors were eligible to go um so i went my junior year and i was like this is fine i don't get the appeal but it's fine looking back i'm probably like it's probably because i had to bring a girl as my date probably. don't get me wrong my date was lovely but like i wasn't able to be enjoy yourself that yeah. prom. anyway uh so i didn't go my senior year but my junior year my uh date already had a dress from her birthday party that year and it was like a, she did like a masquerade theme so it was like a it was a prom dress but it was from her birthday and so that was white but I had like I didn't want to just have white so I ended up going and getting a lime green like vest that I really loved because I felt like I mean I could did you wear a white suit with lime idea. green or uh, did you wear black with it was a black tux with okay. a lining vest and then I got her like a corsage and stuff that matched that since her dress was white oh well that was easy then because you could do what you wanted mm-hmm. are there pictures somewhere uh somewhere not anywhere I could find in the next uh 10 minutes <laughs> well if you can find it before this comes out we'll just put it was me. oh my god <laughs> it was yes. me and my like theater uh, calling her a hag seems reductive and slightly misogynist, but she was she was one person that I felt like. Well, now her. everything old is new, so it's like it's it's cool to say that again. <laughs> right in 2012, <laughs> I would have called her a hag, so that's what that's what we were. And uh, she was my th- she she and I like did like we were the Ryan and Sharpay of our theater department. <laughs> what a reference! <laughs> a specific specific moment in time, and that's perfect. That's 100%. Great. Um even though this was a college movie, what is your favorite your guys's favorite high school movie or TV series? Oh, that's easy for me. My favorite movie like that specifically like 
is kind of about the high school experience or like centers around it. Yeah. There's two really or good like ones. I think I've got to go. I've got to go with Easy A. That is without a doubt my <laughs> favorite. Like the way that Emma Stone's character, Olive Pendergast, talks in that movie is how my, my thought process works. Like that's, that's how I sound. That's Cameron, like to a T. That and um, it, that was one of the movies that like really bonded us too. Uh, was Easy A. I mean, a final Amanda Bynes appearance. Pen Badgley uh, in the wild. The best friend from a Cinderella story made his way in here somehow. And obviously Emma Stone, but that's like too obvious to mention. And then of course, Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson as the Patricia parent. Patricia Clarkson. Yes. Is there an olive that lives here? Yeah, there's a whole jar of them in the fridge. <laughs> Put it in the pile of gifts for my other suitors. I can't, we can't, I'm going to be here all day. <laughs> That's a movie that we should have probably done a deep dive on, but can't Cam, you and I can do that movie. I was gonna say I'll let you guys just record an independent episode when I'm out sick one week. Oh my god, a mini sode. We could. And I'll just be like, guys, just do the easy A episode and I'll just do the intro. I'd be like, I wasn't in the mood to record anything, but they were really passionate about this. So here you go. Your sexy silk. All I remember is the pocket full of sunshine situation. That is, gotta- my, <laughs> that is my go-to. Like if I'm ever stuck one year without a Halloween costume, it's never happened to me yet. But if I ever am, I'm going to go get a corset, glue an A on it and get some really big sunglasses. That's, no, that's such a good one. That is a really good, easy outfit. You know what I mean? Because that's like yep. easy, recognizable. Easy, get it? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> We're here well, all night, folks. Easy is um, my number one, probably my number one now, but back when I was in high school slash, I mean, I would quote, she's the man all the time. Oh, yeah, you tried to man. take that back. You're like, I don't think she's the man is my favorite. And look at you now. No, I, easy A, I stand easy A as yeah. my number one. But I'm like, I got to give, I got to give a little, a little bit of a nod to she's I mean, it's the a man. crowded category. Like you've got like Clueless, you've got, uh, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, which is one of yes. my oh, that. absolutely, so good. Jossie would kill me if I didn't mention she's the man. Which man is great? No, Jossie. I, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Oh my god, Joss, so Jossie is yeah, our friend Jossie. that I used to just constantly. I don't want to say shit on, but I would just give it to her because she. I knew she was good for it. She she, she, has, she has a she is doesn't have an ego like other friends of mine. No, mm. <laughs> JK JK Bezos, <laughs> but yes. but um no, she's a man. I always think of she like you have a secret. Or when she's like, <laughs> you want to call one eight hundred biatch? Like it was just like always just like with such an oomph. And also Chan Kadem. Sorry to be basic, but uh. I do love I was no, so happy for him to be there. It's great. Channing yeah. Tatum specifically as Duke is <laughs> I love him in Step Up too. Oh, Step Up. That one I need to revisit because that used to be everything to me. Are there da- is there a dance film category? Because obviously oh, wait, isn't that set in high school? Yeah, they're they're supposed to be high schoolers. They just are way fucking older than us because we were in high school when it came out. 
I would choose take the lead over any of the step up. <gasps> I love take the lead. Oh my god, that mm. it's coming back to me, but it's faded. Yeah, no, my my recollection also not great, but I remember enjoying it more than the step up films. The step I think up I like the better. music and take the lead more. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, there's definitely going to be dance month because I have to talk about center stage at some point. But uh, there's like three people that are going to be on that. <laughs> and it's just going to be everyone flipping out for different reasons. But everything about center stage is just like, that's in my core life films. Just mm-hmm. everything that's about that movie. I feel like you Margo and Cam Fontaine had bad feet. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you and Cam could probably do a podcast without me now. <laughs> we'll, we'll just do a list of like, here are all the important movies. Agree, disagree, agree, disagree. That's the quick part. Uh, it's just like, agree, it'll be, agree, agree, it'll disagree. be like math red. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, what? <laughs> um, this is going to be an easy one for Carly and I'm sure for you too, Cam. What house would you be sorted into at Hogwarts? You, I want to hear it. Well, it's so I am. I am a Ravenclaw by quiz, but <laughs> by Pottermore.com. Not yeah, related. I'm a ra- I'm sorted into Ravenclaw, but I but I said, what would you sort yourself into? Now I would probably be in Hufflepuff. Yeah, that rings true. That tracks for me. I um, as much as I want to be in Ravenclaw, every test I've taken keeps telling me Gryffindor, which seems so boring. Uh, it's not boring. I would put myself in Ravenclaw or Slytherin, uh, but also Harry Potter sucks now. So yeah, yeah so it's a past thing, but it's like very millennial. Like I feel like everyone has that as their like oh, for sure. identity. Yeah, I knew exactly what my answers were because I it was a big part of my identity for so long. <laughs> yes, and now that's over. Uh, finally, do you guys have any memorable first day of school outfits? in your childhood or yes in college or where you were like this was the fucking look oh my god when I tell you my senior year of high school I my wardrobe was pretty much exclusively Ryan Evans from high school musical (laughs) the beret with the polo berets or like the fucking fedoras and like a vest and like oh so so bad but I thought I looked so good you probably did. No one could tell time. me that it was fashion. No one had the guts to say it to your face. So my, like, I've got definite, my memorable outfits are, they kind of come from, like, photo memories slash, like, they're deep in there. But my mom was over the top with our outfits growing up. And there's one specific one that is just, it sticks in my head and it was like these um denim uh overalls but they were shorts and then like a denim hat with a big flower on the front oh we love the we love the hat i crushed that shit. crushed it i crushed it <laughs> that was probably my like like first day out like first I, I don't think like that was like super important to me i knew it was i think it was for cassie <laughs> Which track? I mean, just take the moment to throw her down. I will. Cassie cared about that kind of thing. <laughs> she cared. I just like don't remember. I like don't remember fashion being like a huge part of my high school 
um, experience because I mean, nine times out of 10, I was just wearing jeans and a t-shirt and then, or like your basketball stuff. or my basketball, like, or my sporting, like whatever I had to wear, ugh, whatever I had to wear that, um, we did dress up for game day for oh, a yeah. game. We had to dress up. And so I like, I'm talking like you had to wear dress pants. You had to wear a skirt or you had to do something to like, yeah. And I take that back. That's what I remember <laughs> from more than I, your first day of school looks. Yeah. I hated that. It was so annoying. I was like, can I just wear my like, can I just wear slides? Thanks. Can so I wear my, like, my slides? want to wear my, like my track suit that says York basketball on it. Is that cool? <laughs> That's we today. <laughs> what'd you say i said we were opposites i saw it every day and i was like i'm gonna look so good today yeah, yeah i was definitely i was on the camp train i was like here's the look for today here's the look for tomorrow but i can't remember anything specific in terms of like first day of school i keep referencing like when we keep talking about the odds like i had i was very into the marissa cooper style on the oc and so i had to have like a corduroy blazer with like a flower on the lapel and then like some little fake business t-shirt, you know, like the ones from, what is that place called? Aeropostale. And then I had a midi floral skirt and then pointed ballet flats. And I was like, that's what we call fashion. Fashion. Perfect thing to do for this audio media and this show photos. <laughs> exactly. We're like, oh my God, cute. Everyone just know it's cute. Um, Cameron, since you're a first time guest, we also do pleasure points since this is no one's guilty pleasure. So mm-hmm. Carly has already done it. Um, again, just first thing that comes to your mind. What is your favorite self-care ritual? Um, a glass of red wine and some video games. Nice. What is your favorite cocktail or comfort food? Oh, comfort food is homemade cookie dough. I make that shit too often. Like the raw, like the cookie dough that you can just eat raw, mm-hmm. not like. I yeah. mean, I eat the raw one, whether or not it's medically advisable. Correct. That's the best snack. Yes, I agree with you. What is either your dream travel locale or your favorite travel locale you've been to? Uh, I desperately, desperately, my husband and I want to take our honeymoon here is Tokyo. Um, we got married during COVID, but we really want to go to Japan um, specifically for like. I want to see, I want to take him to like some Shinto temples because he's a huge Legend of Zelda fan. And those are intrinsic to like what that game is about, uh, that franchise. And then I also want to go to Tokyo Disney Land and see. But I also want to go to the food. I want to have all Japanese food. I want so much of that. Anyway. Yes, noodles, sushi, everything. Have you, what's, so that's your, that's your one that you want to go to. Is there a place that you've been, that you particularly loved? I took over your, your point. Sorry. I was like, okay, go host. Like, do you? (laughs) (laughs) She's ready. She said, come get me on every episode. I'll catch it. I, of all the places that I've been, I would love to visit Kauai again. Nice. um, Hawaiian islands, but I would, if I, I, I love Hawaii. I love going to Hawaii. If I had to live there, I would want to live on Oahu. But if I am just visiting, I'll go to Kauai. Nice. You have a good answer. These are answers I haven't heard before. So I appreciate a little variety. I need new friends, clearly. No, I'm kidding. 
but we can be new friends too. Um, who is like one of your most memorable celebrity crushes? So it could be like first current or like somebody, you know, across the way that you were like life-changing past, present and future Zac Efron. (laughs) This is also a common answer. People live and I'm not, I don't blame anyone. I agree. He's aged perfectly. In every phase of my life, he is what I like. <laughs> he just good answers, Cameron. I think this is like a good. friendship dating game for us. It's like um, same answer. <laughs> I will also add Colton Haynes to that list. He is a very attractive man. Yes, uh, I saw so him in Arrow. He, uh, so good, mm-hmm. Arrow. He looked so, so good in Arrow. That is so funny. You guys said the exact same answer for the exact same reason that he's that Zac Efron has <laughs> I think that's he's, common he's thought though like I think he was like a meme. Like, like, he was he was the right cute for middle school in Summerland and then he was the right cute for teenager in high school musical yep. and then whatever happened like when we were in our early 20s was fine too and then <laughs> ne- like you know last week Neighbors. the birds were harsh but like yeah you know the what's it the down to earth show he did he was like perfect yes. <sighs> So like seeing Zac Efron in Puerto Rico, I lost it. I was like, yeah. There has literally never been a sure. moment where I looked at Zac Efron and thought anything other than I would. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> Perfect answer. Done. And then final question is what is binge-worthy con- like what is a binge-worthy content to you? Either like a classic thing you watch over and over for comfort or like something you've seen recently that you I can and do watch the movie clue every like like monthly like at least um i love that film so i can always go back to that um as far as shows go i can pretty comfortably rewatch will and grace and the golden girls those are my two like golden girls perfect show those they they have their episodes that don't age very well, but that's the great thing about TV over a movie is that most of the episodes age very well for those yeah. two shows. Yeah. Um, and also they were ahead a lot too. Oh my God. The Golden Girls in particular, yeah. like way progressive. Um, just And so, so, so witty and so sharp. Like yeah. that was one of the first shows I remember being like, oh, this show is written by people who know how to make insults like how yeah to... like this is actual funny people talking right oh, so good and mm-hmm. i didn't get like the the subject matter of like four older women was just not it was so revolutionary for the time which is wild to think about and also but, they like, were like in their 50s or 60s like the characters right. presumably so like traumatizing but that was like the older women and also the looks and stuff yep but also gives me hope that I only have like 20 years before I can convince all my friends we should live in a house together in Florida. <laughs> you know, I'm so, biding my fucking time, Florida. Carly. <laughs> it'll be, be us, Amber, Jossie. It'll be, it'll be over. It'll be fine. I'll be the gay neighbor character that they cut. <laughs> yeah, that they were like, that's too progressive. And so they didn't <laughs> let him in the show. <laughs> True story. I have awesome. it in the book. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy is also one of those ones that you that you guys are rewatching. We are currently working through that uh, with my husband, who had never watched any of it. What season are you on? Now we're on season nine. We're <gasps> almost done. With that. Wait, is that pre post so, plane crash? That is post plane crash. Plane crash was the, the major event 
post crash was my benchmark for him of like this is where i need you to get to and then we can stop watching if you want to yeah. stop watching did he cry um he did Lexi not cry Sloan. he like felt it but he didn't cry oh, i cried because yeah. lexi and mark are two of my favorite characters and i lexi just, I all day i'm so but it was on rewatches i can totally see that Lexi was going to die because she got Georged. Like her character just got like nothing that season. Because um, she knew she was leaving, I think. And so Shonda Rhimes is um, yeah. phased her out. So we could just say she goodbye. Will, she will not hesitate to express her personal feelings about you through the, the writing of your character. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Uh, but then fuck us up with that love declaration, the penultimate episode, to then kill her. Like that's like one of my favorite great speeches. It's so good Lexi and that actress Kyler Lee is so incredible um I am mad that she was never able to play Kitty Pride in the X-Men movies I think she would have been really great at that yeah she's so good Uh, where can people follow you Cameron you can follow me at candid underscore Cameron on Instagram and Twitter uh but mostly Instagram that's where I post any and all like film review stuff from what I see I came up I, I found this really cool like scale tool to like fit everything I want to say in an Instagram story. Oh, <laughs> that's, okay. That's really okay. Well, we're about to put out less than a minute. So thank you both. I will text you guys when we post this. Thanks, Cameron. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.